if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. And a great morning to you. Thanks for being with us as we get started at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this free for all Friday edition. It's the 21st morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord 2020. And it's a glorious day today. Why is it a glorious day today? Because four nights of insufferable lies and anti-American propaganda have finally come to an end. And that, to me, my friends, is reason enough to celebrate. Hey, yes. Yeah. I, uh, to be clear, I am not celebrating Joe Biden's speech. I am celebrating an end to Joe Biden's speech. I am celebrating the end of the pack o lies put forth over the last four nights by everybody from Joe to Jill to Barack to Michelle to uh, all of them, to Hillary, to Kamala. Uh, oh, my Lord, this is one of the most painful weeks of every four years is the Democratic National Convention. Never more painful than this week. You heard four nights of speeches and never heard anyone address the greatest global threat that this country faces, the greatest global enemy that we face geopolitically and and globally, it is China. They never, ever had a word to say about the oppressive communist Chinese government. Four nights of speeches, four nights of criticism of Donald Trump, four nights of lies, four nights of generalities, not specific policies, and not one mention of the extraordinary violence being committed across this country on a nightly basis in all, not some, all Democrat-run cities. Not one word about the victims. Not one word about the property. Not one word about the unfairness of it all. Just general statements about hearing the voices of protesters who are crying out for equality, Never once talking about the inequality of people with bats and with frozen water bottles and all kinds of other weapons and rocks attacking police officers 
who are trying to keep the peace and protect persons and property in all of these cities. Never a word about the actual victims. Never a word about the actual violence. Speaking specifically that we hear the protesters. I mean, it was painful. Last night, the the climax of it all, the culmination of four days of utter anti-American propaganda, Joe Biden's acceptance speech, um, it's simply remarkable to listen to the response to it. You talk about an extraordinarily low bar being set. You talk about an extraordinarily uh, weak expectation from liberal Democrats from their candidate, a guy that they know is in severe cognitive decline, a guy that is exhibiting all kinds of signs of early-onset dementia, or, or uh, again, or other cognitive impairment. I'm not a doctor, and I can't figure it out from here, even if I was. But we all know what we see on a regular basis whenever Joe Biden is forced to answer questions that he isn't given ahead of time, whenever Joe Biden is forced to string coherent sentences together that haven't been rehearsed, or when they haven't been written for him and placed in front of him on a teleprompter. Well, last night was one of those nights. Joe Biden got to stand there and read some speechwriter's words, because we know how this goes. They're not his. Same thing with Trump. That's not a new thing. Speechwriters, of course, are employed by these candidates and by elected officials, and they oftentimes, yeah, the... Uh, the uh, uh, executive in charge, the actual politician may have uh, the willingness to kind of correct or change a few things, but these are written by somebody else. So Joe Biden took somebody else's words, whether they were mixed in with his or not, put them on a teleprompter and, and displayed the ability to read. That's it. He showed the ability to read without tripping over his words. And the media began weeping with joy. Just <laughs> Joe, he was so eloquent. Joe gave a speech and sounded glorious. It was the best speech of his career. He didn't fumble or stumble. They said that he had cognitive issues. Did you hear him? He st- stuffed all of that right up their noses. He told them. He showed them. There's nothing wrong with Joe Biden. Listen to Chris Wallace gush. Oh, I thought it was an enormously effective speech. Remember, Donald Trump has been talking for months about Joe Biden as mentally shot, a captive of the left. And yes, Biden was reading from a teleprompter and a prepared speech. But I thought that he blew a hole, a big hole in that characterization. (laughs) He blew a big hole in the characterization that he can't read. Did you see him read? He read. On live television, he read and didn't fumble over his words. I mean, they're, they're, they're applauding as if it were, you know, a kindergartner or a first grader learning to read who got through his paragraph of oral reading. You remember that when you were a little kid and you were learning how to read and you would take turns and, you know, they would go around the room and you would read the next paragraph. And, and, and every time somebody read it without stumbling, especially somebody who stumbled a lot, he did it! Yay! Joe Biden should be our next president. He blew a big hole in the characterization that he was mentally shot. 
I mean, th- this was this is unbelievable. The media is praising this speech as being something fantastic, proving that his his um, uh, he still has his fastball. He was able to read. Do not overstate the accomplishment here. He simply read somebody else's words as they scrolled up a screen in front of him. If you can't do that without screwing it up, honestly, you, you probably you know you, you probably shouldn't be running for office anywhere in any capacity. So Joe Biden was able to read, and people had just fits of joy. I mean, there was cheers, there were fireworks, there were explosions, but let's talk about what he read. Let's talk about what was in the prepared speech. Let's talk about the generalities and the lack of specifics. Let's talk about not even addressing, as noted, China or the ongoing violence. It's not even protest anymore. I mean, we just got to stop that nonsense. George Floyd's incident happened at the end of May. Since then, by the way, we have learned a whole lot of new things about George Floyd and that arrest and the way things were handled there. And I believe that those police officers are going to walk, excuse me, are going to walk, particularly Derek Chauvin, on the worst charges against him because George Floyd was in a very, very different state than people, people made it out to be. But regardless of that, it was at the end of May, last week of May, the protests stopped being about George Floyd by the first week of June. And what we have seen through the rest of June and all of July and all of August so far is just flat-out anarchy. It is flat-out insurrection. It is an attempt and an orchestrated one to destroy cities and thus the country. Make no mistake about what this is. And they didn't talk about it at all. Uh, Britt Hume was on the same broadcast as Chris Wallace. He kind of agreed that, hey, Joe Biden can read, yay, but what did he read? It was a very good speech, I thought, delivered with force and clarity by him. Uh, He showed no sign of the the faint difficulties. The times when his memory seems faint and and his grasp has seemed uh, weak. That's because, Britt, he didn't have to go by memory. It was in front of him. I mean, seriously. I read some of the newspaper this morning. If you ask me to try to remember what I read line by line right now, I'm going to sound faint. If I have the newspaper in front of me, I can read it to you right now, clearly and articulately. He didn't have to memorize anything. He was reading a newspaper in front of him, an electronic one, clearly and articulately. Ooh, let's let's just, you know, a standing ovation, please. Come on, Brit, get real. Uh, although you wouldn't expect that, as Chris noted in a prepared speech, but uh, don't rule out also the possibility that, as he did with Bernie Sanders in his last debate, that he can be strong on debate nights here and there as well. So uh, it's a good start for him, it seems to me. Um, you know, there was a lot of Democratic Party boilerplate in there that we've heard many times going back many cycles. But nonetheless, it was right for this audience. I would like to have heard him say something about the threat posed by China and what he hopes to do about that. I would like to have heard him say something about the terrible trouble we've been having in our city streets, which went utterly unmentioned uh, as far as I could hear, as far as I could tell. But nonetheless, all in all, a good speech, forcefully delivered, and one I'm sure that will give him a boost. And I think we can safely expect that he will get a bump in the polls from, from this performance. And that usually happens regardless of how well the performance you know came off in a, in a given convention speech. You'll see a bump, and then, of course, the Republicans are going to have theirs, and there's going to be a bump there, and we're going to be back uh, back at it again until we see the debates. Now, here's the one thing that I would say that I want you, as if you are a conservative-minded individual, if you are a Trump supporter, um, be advised 
that Joe Biden is going to win the debates in the minds of everybody in the mainstream media that analyzes these things. Okay? And be advised that they are going to announce to the public that Joe Biden won the debates, and the public is going to lap it up from the mainstream media as they always do. And the reason we know this is because of what I just, some of what I just played for you, even from Fox, which doesn't typically cheerlead as much for, for Joe Biden and the Democrats as, as the mainstream media does. But you hear them praising, hey, it looks like he still has his fastball. He's not in cognitive decline anymore. They have set that bar so low for him in his speech that is how they will evaluate the debate performances. If he doesn't doesn't um, ramble on incoherently from one subject to the next without having any bridge or any segue or any sense of uh, of you know uh, flow to his speaking, if he goes into stream of consciousness from here to there and everywhere as he has done in countless other interviews, if he doesn't come off with a "Come on, man." and complain uh, and get angry about a question or about something that President Trump says in directing insults at him, if he, if he just looks and sounds like he hasn't completely fallen off the edge yet, cognitively, he will be declared the winner of the debates. I know a lot of my friends and a lot of listeners and a lot of Facebook friends and online friends as well as real in-person friends have said, man, I can't wait till Biden gets on the stage for the debates. You know he doesn't want to debate Trump. You know he can't think straight. You know he can't put two thoughts together. Trump is going to kill him. Well, number one, you should remember that President Trump isn't the world's strongest debater either. And number two, you should know that the bar has been set very low for Joe Biden. All he has to do is not stab himself uh, you know, with the pen that he may have on the podium in front, of, and, and he's going to be declared, look at that, Joe Biden did just fine. This won't change anything. Trump was looking for a bump from the debates. It's not going to happen. Joe Biden handled himself just quite well. He didn't break a leg walking onto the stage. He didn't collapse in a heap uh, in hour number two of the debate, and he didn't stab himself. All right, Joe Biden wins. Be prepared for that. I want your reaction to what you heard, too. 216-901-0945, Not just from the Biden speech, but from the whole four nights of Democrat anti-American propaganda. Four nights of Green New Deals, four nights of Medicare for All, four nights of defund the police, four nights of uh, sanctuary cities, four nights of raise the taxes on the American people, four nights of everybody better start wearing masks. How come you're not uh, sufficiently sheepled yet? Four nights of liberal democratic propaganda anti-american propaganda i am so glad that it's a glorious day to know that we don't have another uh, four hours of this on primetime television tonight is just a really great feeling uh 216-901-0945 let's get you up and on the radio on am 1420 the answer of Democrats. Please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 
and sometimes it's a place where our signal goes to die. Uh, <laughs> having some glitches. Uh, look, bottom line is we've got ransomware issues. We've got massive vir- virus, uh, uh, computer virus attacks against us because they want to silence your voice. They want to silence conservative voices. Just the just reality we've been, we've been dealing with for several days now. So if you ever notice, in fact, I have people asking me all the time, how come I can't see your podcast? How come uh, you cut out on me? Uh, when I was listening to your show, I missed the part of the interview with Houston. I have people telling me this every single day, and the only thing I can tell you is we have some of the best engineers and computer experts in the business uh, working 24-7, literally 24-7 in various parts of the country dealing with the uh, uh, issues that we have been faced with. But uh, still, sometimes they win, and we have little glitches and hacks, or excuse me, uh, uh, cutouts, and we are doing our, doing our best to uh, deal with those things. So thanks for bearing with us. Uh, 216-901-0945, Let's get a few phone calls in here. We're going to start in New Philadelphia, which is where Abby is on AM 1420, The Answer. Abby, good morning. Go right ahead. Good morning. I had been waiting and sort of forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> I think you wanted to talk about Joe Biden, according to my computer well, screen. It wasn't exactly about joe biden but it was what i don't understand and i don't think i will ever understand uh i grew up catholic which you know that'll turn you against uh religion any day of the week but um but now and and through most of my adult life i do not believe in god however I would love to. So I'm not one of those persons that, you know, argue it or anything like that. If I could make myself believe I've read book after, you know, I, I, I've just, I would love to believe in God. I do you want to do you want to try to tie that to to Joe Biden since that's what you had originally called about? I'm kind of confused as to why you're calling to, especially if you said you oh, don't like geez. to argue or discuss okay. the existence of God. Um, okay. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. Um, is there a tie there to to that or? Well, sort of. Um, Christians. Are are you a Christian? Bob? I am. I'm, I'm, it, a, I'm a Catholic. Yes. Okay. Um, you make fun of people who are suffering, and I've heard it. I listen to you and Hugh every morning because I think you two are brilliant. Um, and you have great sources, um, but you make fun of a lot of people and it makes me wonder, you know, give me an example, Abby, give me an example. Um, you just did with Joe Biden reading on the, uh, reading the teleprompter. That's, that's called, that, that's called, hold on, hold on, hold on. Saying that he didn't stumble over his own words and actually prove that he could read, uh, when he mm-hmm. has has indeed stumbled over his own words when he's not reading and he's actually forced to think on his feet. That's called critical analysis of the could-be, would-be, possibly president of the United States. That's not called making fun. That is a legitimate observation that people need to be able to to discuss and to observe and to, uh, you know, and, and if they're not thinking about it, they need to come to that realization. This is what we do for a living. Abby, I'm not quite sure why you called, but I appreciate your call. Thank you. Um, I just wish there was some sort of a, a direction to your phone call. That's one of the strangest ones I've had in a long time. She wanted to talk about Joe Biden, according to what she told our call screener. 
She calls and says, I don't have anything to say about Joe Biden. But by the way, I really want to believe in God, but I don't. I used to be a Catholic, and that's enough to make you swear off of religion. Uh, and but I, don't, I don't like to discuss or debate whether or not there's a God, but I just called a radio talk show to say that I don't believe in God. You don't think that's going to lead to a discussion or a debate? And then, well, you shouldn't make fun of people because you're a Christian. You just made fun of Joe Biden. I, that's an odd one right there, boy. I, I like Fridays. I like Fridays because Fridays are free-for-all. You can call and talk about whatever you want, but I do have to admit, I kind of prefer when there is some modicum of direction or flow to whatever it is that you wanted to say. Uh, but that's a new one. Maybe you can try again another time, Abby, and, uh, and, and put your thoughts together, and we can actually have a good conversation. Lois is in Avon Lake on AM 1420, The Answer. Hello, Lois. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. Thank you for your show. I listen every morning. Thank you so much. I called because all of the hosts and people who speak about the Democrat Party use the adjective democratic. I called the library. They read me the description out of the dictionary of the word democratic. Mm -hmm. There is no way the Democrat Party is democratic today. They used to be, but they are no longer. I would agree with that. Um, I am actually one of the hosts who do say Democrat Party, and I do talk about uh, Democrats in that way, um, because I agree with you. What I also find as just kind of an add-on to what you're saying, Lois, is the fact that they are really addicted to the word democracy. And I'm not talking about the process of popular voting, as in a demo, you know, using democracy in that way. They use it in the noun form and try to declare that we live in a democracy. We do not Correct. live in a democracy. They never say the word republic. They never call us what we are, which is a constitutional republic. Um, and I find that very, very interesting, and I think we know why, because they don't believe in republic principles, not republican, but they don't believe in the principles of a constitutional republic and representative government. They believe in, quote-unquote, pure democracy in which just the most votes wins um, in, in any given circumstance. That's why they were so outraged when Donald Trump won the presidency with, or with a, a, a landslide, essentially, um, in the electoral college. But Hillary Clinton won the most votes because of the massive populations gathered together in the, on the coasts. Um, so they, they say democracy, they like to say democratic party, you're right. They don't acknowledge our constitutional Republic. They don't believe in representative, representative, uh, government, uh, which is what our form of government is. And that essentially is why they are trying to tear it apart. Lois, you know, they don't believe in what we actually are and what we were founded to be. So they're trying to end it. I'm aware of all of that. What happens is I was, uh, a-plus student all through school in English, and every time I hear a host, and I listen to the radio from 6 in the morning until red-eye at night, um, but when they use that adjective, it just goes through me like a hot poker. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and I understand, and I love the fact that you were an A-plus student in English. Uh, so was I. I was an English teacher, as a matter of fact. So I know, that's why, that's we why say I, I called you. <laughs> are, are, you, are, you are you sight impaired? Yes, I, and I thank thought, you very much for my ADA placket. Uh, 
thing. Oh, oh, I'm so glad. Oh, you're the person we spoke to about that. Oh, okay, Lois, yes. I'm sorry I didn't put your name it together worked. with that. I have never had a mask on that one time. God bless you. I'm so Nor glad. Nor will I wear one, except if I have to wear a mask to go vote, because I will go in person, I would put a mask on for that. Agreed. Agreed. I will not let them take away my right to vote. Exactly. And if I have to, if I have to temporarily uh, suspend my beliefs, you know, in in uh, in freedom, in terms of not having to wear one of those, to make sure that I can cast it. You know, there's a great way to look at it. You know, we're willing to suspend our strong belief in the First Amendment by putting on a mask so that we can go and vote in defense of the First Amendment. Because if we yes. don't, we're going to lose a lot more than uh, than that. So, yeah. Well. Lois, God bless you. Thank you for your call, and I'm so glad you listen, uh, sun up to sundown. I appreciate you letting us be a part of that for you. All right, that's Lois in Avon Lake. I, 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 I kind of assumed her sight impairment when she said that she called the library to ask them to read to her a definition of the word Democrat or Democratic. And she, it's, she's right. You know, they, this, it is not the Democratic Party because they are not democratic in terms of the way they rule and operate. It is the Democrat Party, which has become something very, very different. And she's right to be um, nonplussed by that. All right. Uh, I want to get a little bit more for you, a little bit more of a reaction to what um, Joe Biden had to say in his acceptance speech last night. Um, President Trump um, called Sean Hannity to essentially rebut and respond to Joe Biden's attacks in real time. So Biden is on one or several of the networks with the Democratic National uh, Convention, Democrat. Now, there you go. Sorry, Lois. Democrat National Convention um, accepting their nomination. And Joe Biden, I mean, uh, President Trump is on Fox responding to it in real time. Here's a little bit of that. Well, he hasn't answered a question since uh, mid-July as what they reported tonight. And I'm just saying, you know, I'm answering questions all day long. Every time I pass reporters, I'll stop. I'll say, go ahead. What do you want to know? I'll go give it. And, you know, your best friends. The other thing is they're so nice to them. I mean, these reporters are so nice. They'll ask them the simplest questions. I've never seen anything like it. And some of the answers he reads off a teleprompter. That means he knows what the question is. And he reads an answer off the teleprompter. So there's something going on. We know there's something going on, and that, by the way, is not new. Of course, Donna Brazile, now a Fox personality, uh, back four years ago when she was on CNN, slid the questions in advance to Hillary Clinton to give her an edge over uh, Bernie Sanders. So, yeah, that, that is absolutely happening, and Joe Biden has not faced a serious, harsh interview with anybody who's going to ask him challenging uh, initial questions and follow-up questions based on what he says. He has not put himself in front of a situation like that literally in months. And he's a candidate for president. And when you think about that, and you know, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do this. You know who he did sit down for an interview with? Remember when Chris Wallace grilled President Trump about three weeks ago on uh, Fox News Sunday? And it was a grilling. He challenged President Trump six ways from Sunday, boy, and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was harsh. At the end of it all, he praised President Trump for sitting there and answering every question and then said Joe Biden has not done so and, in fact, uh, contacted the Biden campaign and asked for a similar sit-down. And the Biden campaign refused. Nope, he's not coming on to sit down with Chris Wallace. That is huge, uh, of huge importance. But you know who he did sit down with instead? Cardi B. Maybe you've seen the story. 
Maybe you have not. Do you know who Cardi B is? Cardi B is an entertainer. She's a singer. Cardi B is a vile, repugnant, um, horrific human being. Her latest release, her latest musical release song is called WAP, W-A-P. Um, the first word I can tell you stands for wet. The last two words in that acronym I cannot tell you because of FCC grounds and the fact that I don't want to be disgusting. Um, I will tell you that they have to do with body parts. And I'll let you put your imagination to work there, or you can look it up. WAP is the name of her song. Just came out. The lyrics to that song I posted in part as disgusting and as repugnant and as vile and as piggish as they are. I posted on my Facebook page. I put a great big capital letter alert saying profane language in this post. Read on at your own discretion. Some people didn't like it, even though they knew the warning was there. They, didn't, they went down and read it and didn't like it. Rather than being upset with her, they were upset with me for posting it. But I did it for a reason. And, and I don't apologize for it. The language in the lyrics of her song in this particular instance, and I can say for certainty because I then looked up some of the lyrics to her other songs, make that title that I just told you I couldn't say out loud look like a Dr. Seuss book. The language is sexually explicit, uh, misogynistic, vile and violent towards women in ways that I cannot even get, you know describe for you. Decorum prohibits me as well as the FCC, right? But the language in the, her songs make the title of the song, which is disgusting and gross by itself, look like Dr. Seuss. It's the kind of thing that if you found out your daughter was listening to, or your granddaughter was listening to, to, you would immediately tell her to delete that from her playlist. Take it off of the phone. Don't let your sons or grandsons see it either. Or listen to it, because it is simply vile. I can't express to you enough how vile. It will shock your system if you look it up. Look up the lyrics Go online to a search browser and look up the lyrics to Cardi B, which is Cardi, C-A-R-D-I, the letter B. Um, and the song is called WAP, capital W, capital A, capital P. That's her latest re- release. And this is who Joe Biden sat down next to, or actually wasn't next to, it was a virtual visit, virtual interview for Vogue magazine. And Joe Biden treated her like she was his favorite artist called himself Joey B. We might be related. You're Cardi B and I'm Joey B. Cardi B is extraordinarily popular in the hip-hop world, which means she's extraordinarily popular in the uh, African-American music world, uh, which is primarily hip-hop oriented. Um, And he went and pandered for black votes before a woman that you wouldn't allow your daughter or granddaughter to even look at, read, listen to in any way that you, if you could possibly avoid it. But Joe Biden sat down and did an interview with her. And the two of them sat there and trashed America together and trashed Donald Trump together. And this is, this is how Joe Biden campaigns for president.
Sit down with a credible journalist? No. Sit down with a vile, repugnant, trashy, uh, even though she's a female, misogynistic um, uh, entertainer? Yup, that's the interview I'll do. And my friends, you need to share that information with everybody you know that is on the fence about who they're voting for. And I'm not saying this will be the only thing that makes up their mind. But if there is something about, I don't know, willingness to to engage in serious political and policy discussions with journalists versus pandering for black votes to one of the most repugnant and vile entertainers and celebrities working in that business today, if that can tip somebody over the edge, you need to let them know. Because I can tell you that. It disgusts me if I ever found out that my kids were listening to Cardi B. Uh, that would be the end of their phones. 951, right back after this. Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 955. Let's get a few phone calls in here before the top of the hour. Going to talk to Jason D. Hill, Professor Jason Hill from DePaul University after the top of the hour. He's going to react to the DNC, to Joe Biden's speech, to Joe Biden's uh, blatant pandering for black votes. He's an African-American, is Professor Hill. And uh, also about the fact that the Democrats ignored the violence and the terrorism that is going on in our streets on a nightly basis. It is urban terrorism and nothing less he wrote a great article about it and so jason uh, hill will join us at uh, at about ten ten. let's go to uh, macedonia mort on am 1420 the answer hello mort good to have you how are you hey bob hi i uh, i have a uh, it's probably a stupid question i should know the answer but you got to educate me this morning of fox president trump said something about when reelected, he'll put an end to sanctuary cities what enables him to do it if reelected and not do it today or last month? Well, I mean, you know, there's there's only so much that the president can do. I think what he means is he will put whatever federal pressure he can on sanctuary cities because he did do it last month and last year and the year before yeah, that. And what that is is the only thing he can do, which is deny federal funding to cities that declare themselves to be sanctuaries for illegal aliens. But unfortunately, you know, we have a we have a three branch government and uh, the judicial system. They've always found left wing judges to block those denial the denial of those funds to those cities. So I think that's gotcha. kind of what he means is he's not going to let up on it. He's not just going to let sanctuary cities win. He's going to continue to try to find a legal path forward to deny them federal funds and get them uh, to uphold the rule of law. Gotcha. Thanks a million. That's been bothering me for quite a while, and I wanted an answer to it. Well, I'm glad you called to ask, Mort. No, my pleasure, sir. God bless you. Thank you for the phone call, and thank you for listening. There's been a lot of things that President Trump has tried to do to keep every promise that he made during his 2015-16 presidential run, and he has been shot down by left-wing judges. You know this. They always go and they find the most liberal judge in the most liberal circuit, and that's where they challenge any uh, orders that the president has given in that way. Let's go to um, Akron. Uh, West? Is this a first name, West in Akron, or is it West? Maybe? Yes. yes. Okay, go right w- ahead. W-E-M. Okay, well, I'm just calling about, uh, I'm not surprised that Tim Ryan and Sher- 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 Sherrod Brown 
are anti-cop, but I am surprised that they uh, self-proclaimed uh, backers of the Marxist group. Also, did you know Trump is not going to cost a single tire builder's job in Akron since Goodyear terminated all tire production in 1978? So Goodyear kind of turned their back on us, not on them. And finally, all I can say is every night when the pictures of Portland and other cities in America are shown burning down, people being beat up, I can only think, is this America's future under presidency of Joe Biden? Since it's so unimportant to him that he did not even mention it during his speech, nor did anyone else mention it in the entire week. That's right. And the answer to your question, which you already know, is yes. And thank you for the phone call. Yes, that is America's future in all big cities. And yes, it will spread to the suburbs in a Joe Biden, Kamala Harris world. Make no mistake about it. What have they said they want to do? Take funds away from cops. What happens when you take funds away from cops? There are less cops. And what happens when there are less cops? There's more opportunity for these violent thugs to go and beat people indiscriminately, knowing they won't be arrested. Guess what happens when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris institute the attack on America's suburbs by trying to demand that quote-unquote fair housing be not limited to big cities? I'm talking about Section 8 multi-unit housing that you see in urban centers, that people move away from urban centers to get away from in the suburbs where property matters and property owners uh, actually care about where they live and what they have. And now that uh, Joe Biden wants to revive what Barack Obama tried to put in play um, uh, back in his, his eight years in office. That program to bring Section 8 housing into you know suburban neighborhoods so that it's quote-unquote fair housing for all will destroy the suburbs the way it destroys those inner cities. And it has nothing to do with race. As Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson told me on this program, some 35% of suburban neighborhoods in, in uh, America's largest cities, around, surrounding America's largest cities, rather, in those suburbs, are already ethnically diverse, meaning uh, minorities have populated there, a lot of them. But they're minority homeowners who care like everybody else cares about their property. When you put giant multi-unit Section 8 apartment buildings into suburban neighborhoods and you have people living in them who don't pay rent because the government pays, uh, pays them, so they don't care about their property, so they trash it because they don't own it. When you do that, you destroy the property value and the quality of life for the people who are in those suburbs paying more for that quality of life. So, yeah, you see America on fire in America's urban centers right now. You see people being beaten indiscriminately, not even indiscriminately. It's very discriminatory because they're beating white people for being white. That is exactly what it will look like across this country in a Joe Biden America. 10 o'clock, news time. Uh, Professor Jason Hill joins us next, AM 1420, The Answer.